Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Good morning. If you're like me, you just took your Beam CBD tincture. It's a drop that I take every single morning to help combat my anxiety and headaches. If you follow me on Instagram, you guys already know about this brand, but it is truly one of my favorites. It's full spectrum, third-party tested, THC-free CBD. It comes in a tincture, a salve, lotion, and bars. Freckled Foodie 15 gets you 15% off the entire website. Go check it out at BeamTLC. That's B-E-A-M-T-L-C dot com. Hello, everyone. We are in the Ziva meditation room. So change up from the usual Samsung 837. But I'm very excited because I'm joined here with Emily Fletcher, who is the founder of Ziva Meditation and the author of Stress Less, Accomplish More. Yeah, I already forgot it. It's too long. It's too long of a title. Whenever someone gives me something like right before we dive in. It, like my brain just goes blank. It's like when you meet someone and like, hi, I'm oh, Joan. And you're like, I'll never remember Never remember. That. I think because they're taking in so many other inputs. I agree. It's constant but, stimuli. And mm-hmm. I feel that way even on Instagram. I'll scroll through and then I'm like, what was I even, what what just happened? Numbing. What was I looking at? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk so much about what Ziva is and what you've created and how you changed my life, even though you didn't know that until right now. Um, but first to kick it off, how would you define success? Success for me right now is a calendar that looks exactly how I want it to look. Mm -hmm. That to me is freedom. And at the moment that is maximizing my time with my son. I have a 17 month old who is, you were pregnant when I was doing Ziva. Oh yeah. That makes sense then. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's alive now. He's no Yay. longer living inside of me. <laughs> and he is a delight. And I just love learning him and spending time with him. And so I, I love my job. I love teaching, mm-hmm. working on book two. So all that is great. And I success to me right now is maximizing time with my son. Yes. And I do think having a kid, I don't have one, but I do think it puts so much in perspective of like, you know, what's important and what is worthy of your time because if you're doing something, it's it's either I'm going to do this and not spend t- and not spend that time with my son, or I'm not going to do it. Yeah, and so it, it has to be really worth it. It's actually made me so much better at business. I'm it's, sure it's made my business so successful. It's hard to know because he was I think six months old when the book came out, so the book has okay. obviously tripled the business, and mm-hmm. then. But I think a lot of it is having him because I'm so much better at saying no. Yeah. And I think it's the entrepreneur's dilemma, really anyone's dilemma now, but especially yes, entrepreneurs. People. There's so many opportunities for things to do. Mm-hmm. We live in New York City. There's always another Instagram channel to always. follow. And so we're no shortage of things to do. The trick is knowing what are your priorities and what to say mm-hmm. yes to so you can really be all in. Yeah. And I'm sure it also helps you when you are working. It's like, oh, I got to get this done now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not you know, just twiddling my thumbs and taking my time. Like I'd rather be doing something else. So Mm -hmm. let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so Ziva meditation, can you give us the kind of background of what this all is for everyone that is not aware? Yeah. So where we're sitting right now is our physical brick and mortar location in Mm -hmm. Soho, New York. Please enjoy the light up benches. We'll have to take a photo of them. <laughs> I'm really proud of these light up benches. I do love that. And uh, so this is where we run the Ziva Live course. Mm-hmm. But Ziva Live is now only 10% of the company because really? so many people learn online. Mm-hmm. So we actually created the world's first online meditation training called Ziva Online now. And 
I've taught almost 20,000 people Holy to meditate shit. in person and online, which is crazy and so exciting. That's really cool. Thanks. Thanks. Because that's not just teaching someone, you know, a, a class on anything. That's like a tangible asset that most of the time changes someone's life. Yeah. Like they have those skills to take with them forever. Yeah. And uh, so we have Ziva online and then we have this brick and mortar studio. And then the book came out in February called What? Stress Less Accomplish More. <laughs> Um, but what Ziva is, is it's a trifecta of mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting, mm-hmm. the three M's. And all are designed to help you perform at the top of your game. I argue, I, I operate under the belief that we meditate to get good at life, mm-hmm. not to get good at meditation. So the Agreed. cool thing is that people come to me, not necessarily because they want to become a meditator or because they want it to be their identity, yeah. but they're looking for a tool to help them do whatever it is that they do, but better. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, stress is making us stupid, sick, and slow as a species, and yep. it's not incurable. Stress is a curable illness. Mm-hmm. We have the cure, it's called meditation. We just all think we're too busy to do it. Yeah, that was my story. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. as you said, you you said to me earlier, you know, I really made it accessible and attractive to you. And I say that that's really what we do at Ziva. We take these mm-hmm. ancient, very powerful, very effective tools, but we make them super accessible and even attractive because yes. no one's going to do it if they don't understand why they're doing it. Yeah. And I think a lot of like the meditation and a lot of other, uh, and a lot of, I like, got cut out somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think meditation and a lot of other, you know, maybe different type of older practices are kind of like viewed as the crunchy granola. And it's like, oh, I can't even get into that. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm not that type of person. And then I think there's also this new age where it's like masking everything and its history. And it's trying to recreate it in a way that isn't necessarily giving strength to its roots. Mm. And I think you've done a really good job of bringing that new age of like making it approachable and reaching different types of demographics and ages, but then also, you know, you definitely speak to the roots of what meditation is and who Mm. you were trained by and all of that, which Mm -hmm. I found really interesting. Mm, Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's not a small feat to Mm -hmm. be respectful to a lineage and simultaneously innovate to what the need of the time is and ask the question, you know, what do I bring to this conversation? How is Mm -hmm. nature trying to use me as a vessel and, not be like, and this is so, so judge, judgy McJudgerton of millennials, but it's, I see a trend of people being like, oh, I invented sound baths. Yes. I invented oh, yes. mindfulness. And you're like, yeah. hold on, everyone. That's called a monastery. Mm-hmm. It's been around for tens of thousands of years. I'm always like, everything right now, every trend is really just going back in time. That's right. It's like, oh, let's just eat plants and protein and that. I'm like, okay, so what we ate before we created all this shit? Yeah. And like all of this, it's, you know, if we all lived like our ancestors, we'd be better people. Mm-hmm. Or even like our grandparents. I, yeah, yeah. Before exactly. plastic, before the yeah. GMOs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a background. And for anyone listening, I talk about Ziva actually pretty often. Thank because you. people ask me how I learned how to meditate. But in context of this episode, so I was someone who, I was working at JP Morgan in sales and trading. And I thought I was the busiest person in the world, as we all do. And I was starting this freckled foodie stuff on the side as a total hobby, but it really just made me happy. And so I was doing as much of it as I possibly could. And three of my friends have actually taken Ziva. 
Thank you. Ashley, Julia, and Emily, if you're listening. Um, and they were is like... Julia Palieri? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this woman. I love her. I she love you, Julia. She is the shit. She is the shit. And she's she, a boss woman. Like she's going to run this world one day. I, well, she's like double diva. She oh, yeah. single-handedly <laughs> like sends us so many people. I know, she really like, does. I need to hear her pitch. You, oh, she's great. <laughs> she's She also is like not only an amazing woman, but she will pitch you on anything and she will not give up. She's like, no, 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 you don't understand. So she was leaning the force on this for me. And she resonated a lot with me in the sense of she's like, Cammie, I get how busy you are. Like, I know that I'm with you. Like, you just want to, you're type A, you want to do everything, you want to do everything right. And for me, it's really hard to commit to something without knowing and seeing a tangible asset as a result. And so I was like, Joy, I can't. I can't wake up 20 minutes earlier. I'm already waking up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. That's just insane. I'm not waking up at the four handle. I'll be so tired. She's like, you don't understand. It will pay off. Like, you you won't be more tired. You'll be more, like, just in tune with yourself and energized. And I thought she was crazy. So I had signed up for, I think, two of the live. And then, like, things kept coming up because it is a Thursday night. Friday night, Saturday, Sunday? Usually the class, yes. It's Usually. two hours a day for four days, Thursday yeah. through Sunday. So I just, again, I thought I was the busiest person in the world. We so I do. kept like backing out. And I finally agreed and promised them that I would come to the March one. But like still in my mind thought maybe I was going to cancel. And crazy shit happened to me, which everyone listening knows or if you follow me, you know, um, but I was actually hit by a car mm-hmm. in Brooklyn and I suffered from a really bad concussion. And so I was on disability from work and it was two weeks before the like class started. So I called my neurologist and I was like, Hey, I, I haven't really left my apartment yet because my headaches are so awful and like light sensitivity and all this, but I had registered for this thing before and I don't know. I kind of think it could help. And he's like, that's the best thing you could do. Mm. Sit in like a semi-dark room and meditate and listen to someone speak. Cause I couldn't be on technology or anything. I was bored out of my mind. Mm. So I came and honestly, I say this all the time, but like it was one of the many blessings of that accident. And for me, it single-handedly changed my life. And I, since that day, so almost two years, I've missed one day of meditating. What? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I'm really proud of myself. Thank you. You should be so proud of yourself. I struggle sometimes with the afternoons, but every mm-hmm. single morning except for one. Um, and I know in the course you say, like, don't do anything drastic this month. Don't quit your job. Don't get divorced. And I quit my job. <laughs> in the first month you did? Well, technically it was March. No, technically it was eight, seven. Like six weeks. Okay. Then that's not on yeah. me. That's no. That's I mean, you best thing I've ever done. So don't even worry <laughs> about it. Um, and you know, it just brought so much clarity to my life and it brought, it, it really just let go of all the noise that was constantly in my brain nonstop. And I really struggle with anxiety and I think it's one of the best tools I have now for that to keep myself sane every day, but also when I'm having those really anxious moments, you've taught me incredible tactics to rely on. Um, so thank you for that. Mm, I also love, there was this moment where we write that letter to ourselves of like, what's the prompt question? So it's on day one of the course. I have you write down, it's a whole bunch of questions, basically assessing your relationship with stress as of day mm-hmm. one of the course. Yes. Cause most of us are really bad at 
gauging our progress. We're really good Mm -hmm. at worshiping how far we have yet to go, you know, versus celebrating our successes. Mm -hmm. And so I want people to have accurate data to be like, well, this is where I was on day one. And then we mail that letter back to you a few months later. So I got my letter a few months after. And at that point I had quit my job and I started hysterically crying because I didn't remember writing that. Like it's so long ago, you forget whatever you don't really think about it. And it was something along, I'll post it when I talk about this episode on my Instagram, but it was something along the lines of like, you're in a really dark place right now in your life. You're so anxious. You're so stressed. Like, you know, I was near panic attack every time I walked into my office and it was like, I finally feel like you're actually going to quit your job and do this. Like, it feels like you're really about to make that change. So like, go do it. And it was just emotional for me to read. I was very Mm, happy. Good for you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, So for the people listening, can you explain how you founded Ziva? Like, how did this all happen? Because you were an actress. Mm -hmm. So how did this transcribe into being a meditation teacher? (laughs) Yeah. So I used to be a Broadway show girl. I was on Broadway for 10 years. Uh, My last show was a chorus line where I was understudying three of the leads. Long story short. You have to know all those lines. All the lines, all the songs, all the choreography. And in chorus line, everyone's dancing the same dances in the same numbers, but Sheila's on number seven, Val's on number two, Judy's on number 10. Mm-hmm. Judy starts on the left foot, Sheila starts on the right foot, Val starts Holy on the second shit. beat. So it's 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 insane the amount of stuff you have to keep in your head. And you have to be able to be thrown on stage with a moment's notice at, at any time. Oh, that's anxiety inducing. <laughs> it really is. And so I, some people are good at that job. I'm not one of them. So I was living my life in this constant anxiety. Mm-hmm. That anxiety led to insomnia. I started going gray at 27, started getting sick and injured. So here I am on Broadway doing the thing I'd wanted to do since I was a child, probably mm-hmm. not dissimilar to you being at JP Morgan. Yeah. You're like, I'm mm-hmm. doing the thing. Oh, I'm yeah. living the Why dream. Why am I not happy? Why um, am I loving this? I'm miserable. And so the girl sitting next to me in the dressing room introduced me to meditation. She was nailing her job, like celebrating everything Mm -hmm. she was doing. I go to this intro to meditation talk. I like what I hear. Sign up for this course. First day of the first course, I'm in a different state of consciousness than I've ever been in. Sleep through the night for the first time in 18 months that night. Wow. Have every night since. That was 11 years ago. Stopped going gray. I'm 40 now. I I was going to say, you don't have any gray hair in your head. Nope. And I was legitimately going gray in my 20s. I did not get sick for eight and a half years. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Went from five or six times a year of getting sick to eight years, no sickness. And then I stopped getting injured. But I'd say the biggest change was that I started enjoying my job again. I started Mm -hmm. using my performance as a way to deliver my fulfillment instead of a way to fill myself up, Mm -hmm. um, which one is unwatchable and one is captivating. Yeah. And so I just thought, why does everyone not do this? This tool improved my performance so dramatically. I was like, I have to share this. So I left Broadway. I went to India. I started what became a three-year training process. I was not in India that whole time. I'm not that Mm -hmm. hardcore, but my training was very hardcore. It was thousands of hours of meditating. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands of hours of apprenticing, hundreds of hours of transcribing books by hand in Sanskrit. And it was the hardest thing I'd ever done up until that point. And then since graduating, I, you know, all these things, the studio Mm -hmm. book, 20,000 people, blah, blah, blah. And here we are. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I also think, and how long were you in India doing all that study? 
Well, the the total training was three years. My first trip over was just a couple of months and then it was back and forth. So I was okay. hilariously splitting my time between New York, LA and India. But in LA, <laughs> I was paying my way through teacher training by working in a vodka tasting freezer in Beverly Hills. What? <laughs> yeah. So I was like a vodka sommelier in this. That kind of sounds awesome. It was actually really great, but it was a 28 degree tasting freezer. So I would give people like fake fur hats oh and God. coats. Yes. And then I would give them like the country of origin and distillation mm-hmm. processes and ingredients for 98 different vodkas. I mean, not all Holy 98, shit. but it was, yeah. uh, it was crazy. So you know your vodka. I do. Are you a vodka drinker? Not really. I mean, yeah. I do have two. Uh, just this morning, someone asked me my favorite and I have two. One is Kaufman, K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. I've never heard of it's, that. It's uh, made out of a luxury winter wheat. So it's made in vintages like a wine because the wheat crops are mm-hmm. different, just like grape crops are different. Cool. It's also 14 times distilled. And then, but a really fun one, especially in this season is Zubrovka, which is from Poland and it's a bison grass vodka. Cool. And it kind of tastes like Christmas in a glass. Okay, I need to get my hands on that. And that was really cheap. It's 28 bucks. The Kaufman is hella expensive. Yeah. Okay. I used to sell it for $45 a shot. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, not in my pocket, but maybe the <laughs> other one. Um, and I also think what we were saying earlier in the sense of, you know, now, and I can say millennials because I am a millennial and I don't take offense at that statement because it's true, um, but people acting as if they like created these new things and just founded them. I also think there's a sense of, um, people latching on to trends without doing the back work. And I struggle a lot with this being in the Instagram space, people asking me all these questions and I'm constantly saying like, I'm not the person to answer this question for you. I'm not your doctor. Like if I gave you advice on this, that's an awful thing for me to be doing. And unfortunately there is a lot of weight in the words of those with like thousands behind their following number, because a lot of people are preaching things as if they were, educated in the topics. And so I respect the shit out of the fact that you actually did such formal training and went to India back and forth and spent three years learning this to then be in a place to actually be able to speak the words because Mm -hmm. it makes a difference. Thank you. I appreciate that because it is, I mean, I will say I do get mildly annoyed when like, you know, everybody and their brother is like, Oh, I'm a meditation teacher now. Please enjoy my guided meditation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, first of all, that's not meditation. That's mindfulness. Second of all, why are you teaching? Why are you look, everyone has something to teach. We all Mm -hmm. have something to offer. And I'm, I, I know that I can tend towards meditation snob, but I think that there is value in becoming an expert at something. No, and totally. one of the only people talking about this actively is, is Tom Bilyeu right now. I don't okay. know if you know, he has no, a, like a YouTube show um, called Impact Theory, but he's like, you want to be an influencer? Go study something for 10 years mm-hmm. and then wow people with your knowledge and, mm-hmm. and then, you, then you've earned it. Yeah, I actually have, and it's something I deal with daily. I have a lot of imposter syndrome because a lot of people... And I I haven't figured out the words in which to put forth my emotions, but it's kind of like that jack of all trades, master of none. And I sometimes I'm like, but what do I really know? Like, why are people coming to me for this? And it gets down to the point of I'm just sharing my story. And if people resonate with that, then that's great. And that's what I'm doing. I'm never claiming to be a master of anything. But then this other part of me is like, I want to, like, I want to in depth know something and be the person that someone's going to for X Mm -hmm. and feel comfortable and very knowledgeable sharing information on that and knowing that I have the right answers. Mm -hmm. So it's this weird limbo that I feel I'm in because from the outside, I'm like, yeah, no shit. None of these people really like who are influencers 
know in depth a topic that mm. they're talking about. And I think you can do both. Like, especially yeah. as a meditator, you have the capacity because you're not wasting so much time and energy on anxiety mm-hmm. and stress and overwhelm and insomnia. Yeah. So you have the capacity now to continue to be the jack of all trades, to continue to have this conversation in a vulnerable way that is mm-hmm. clearly attracting people and people are drawn to, which is awesome. And you can use the extra energy that you used to waste yes. on anxiety and spend that becoming an expert at something. True. I just have to figure out what I want to expertise on. Yeah. And I think the answer is just keep asking. What's one thing I would love to dive into today? And you ask the question enough. If there becomes any trends, then you listen to that trend. That's a great idea. And you mentioned at one point earlier in this conversation, that's mindfulness, not meditation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. So I guess I should say that, yes, I studied. And on this topic of inventing new things, I did study, you know, for a long time, And I was teaching exclusively meditation for the first five years of my career, five or six years. And then in 2017, just before you took the course, Mm -hmm. I actually did develop the Ziva technique. And that was born out of teaching. I think I had taught maybe like five or 6,000 people to meditate at that Mm -hmm. time. And I was seeing what challenges they were facing. What were their stumbling blocks? What was keeping people from starting? Why were people quitting? Um, Just looking at because one of my missions is to rid the world of ex meditators. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand how you can get the keys to the kingdom and then put them down. I like, agree. It's real mystery to me. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept doing deeper dives and deeper dives. And so this is why the Ziva technique was born. Also it was right around the time that like that was like the fall of the guru, which I think mm-hmm. we're still in around like me too and mm-hmm. Bikram and like, it's not, you know, it's not just movie executives and yeah. presidents that are molesting people. Totally. It's, you know, unfortunately yoga and meditation teachers too. Mm-hmm. And so I was started asking the question, well, how is the divine feminine looking to come through right now and specifically through me? And how do we get out of this guru syndrome where we're putting our happiness in someone else's hand or putting even our judgment in someone else's mm-hmm. hands? And again, that's a fine line between being respectful to lineages and being respectful Very to teachers fine. and simultaneously keeping your wits about you and making decisions mm-hmm. for yourself because it's real easy to tip in one direction or the yes. other. And so anyway, long story short, the Ziva technique is a trifecta of mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting, the three M's. Mindfulness is very good at dealing with your stress in the now. It's a okay. state change, like um, like taking uh, an aspirin when you have a headache. Mm-hmm. Meditation, and specifically Ziva, is very good at dealing with your stress from the past. All that stuff that we've been storing in our yep. cells, in our cellular memory, now we even know in our epigenetic memory, we've inherited stress and trauma for at least the last seven generations. We can pass it down for the next seven generations. That's so frightening. Mm-hmm. Especially for Jewish people, especially for African-Americans, specifically mm-hmm. descendants of slaves. Like this is not a joke. Like we've inherited legit extreme trauma. Yeah. And, or if your parent was an alcoholic or uh, addicted to drugs or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we have not gotten out scot-free. Um, and, and the good news here is that really we've just inherited the, the blueprint, but we are the architect. And that is the good news okay. about epigenetics. Epigenetics are mutable. They're changeable. And the epigenetics are what's turning on and off the 5% of our genetic uh, code that is just our genes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a good analogy on this is let's say your genetic code is a 
page book. It's only the last five pages, which are your actual genes, which are fixed. Okay. It's the first 95 pages of the book are your epigenetics, which are mutable and changeable. So every time you meditate, every time you eat delicious, healthy, mm. organic food, every time you exercise, every time you have sex, every time you're in nature, it's, it's turning on the healthy expression of your genes. And conversely, every time you decide not to do those things, not to meditate, it's not to exercise, it's turning off the unhealthy but expression of genes. But all these things are great things that yeah. you just listed. Who doesn't like, want to eat delicious food and yeah, have sex and meditate and exercise? sounds yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, and just like anything, stress likes to survive. Cancer mm-hmm. likes to survive. You know, things don't want to be destroyed. So if you have a decent amount of stress, it's looking for ways to grow and yep. propagate. Uh, but the cool thing is that once you get on the bliss train, the bliss also wants to grow. Um, so anyway, to go back to the difference between mindfulness and meditation... I would call what most people are calling meditation, Mm -hmm. I would put most of that in the category of mindfulness. So all of the apps, anytime someone's guiding you through something, the drop-in studios, the guided things on YouTube, Mm -hmm. I'm calling that mindfulness. Anytime you're directing your focus, imagining your chakras, imagining a waterfall, counting your breaths, focusing on something, all of that I call mindfulness. Okay. Very good at state change. Different than Ziva, which, as you know, feels more like a nap sitting up than anything else. Totally. You're not really doing too much. It's all about surrender and rest and letting Mm -hmm. go. And in Ziva, you're giving your body rest that's five times deeper than sleep, approximately five times deeper Mm -hmm. than sleep. And when you give your body the rest that it needs, it knows how to heal itself, not only from your stress from today, but also all that stress from our past. So the analogy that I use is if you imagine your brain as a computer and every time you've been stressed, it's left an open window on your brain computer. Mm -hmm. What the meditation is doing is it's going down and closing down all those old irrelevant stress windows so that you have your computing and battery power available for the task at hand, which is ultimately why meditation can be a productivity tool and a performance tool. Mm -hmm. Because again, the stress is making us stupid, sick and slow. Um, so big differentiation about just recap mindfulness, good at dealing with your stress in the now, anytime you're focusing or being guided meditation and specifically Ziva is all about surrender and rest and letting go. And it's healing the stress from your past. Mm -hmm. That's important because it is the accumulation of the backlog of stresses from your past. That's slowing us down over time. Definitely. And can you dive in a little bit, just going back into that meditation within the Ziva, it is mantra based. And so if someone's listening and part of me also is like, well, how is the mantra different? Because technically we're, we're kind of focusing on the mantra, not necessarily. Mm-mm. So that is a big, yeah. so, okay. So yes, it's mantra based, but first we got to define the word mantra because mm-hmm. in this day and age, people think, oh, it's mantra true, Monday. True, true. My mantra is like, I deserve abundance. Mm-hmm. I'm a strong, angry woman. Yeah. And those are called slogans. Those are called affirmations. Affirmations are great. I use them when I work out. Mm-hmm. They're not the same as mantras. Mantra is a Sanskrit word. Mun means mind. Trut means vehicle. So a mantra is a mind vehicle. And the way that we use them at Ziva is that they're almost like forgetting devices. They are yes. designed to be forgotten. You are not focusing okay. on your mantra. So that's the difference. It's yeah. It's I a big rarely difference. even say mine. I feel like nowadays. Bingo, bingo. You don't even yeah. need it anymore. It's just like you put a key in a car and then you let go of the key. Mm-hmm. You don't just sit there grinding the key in the ignition. Yeah. Now that said, it doesn't mean that the key is irrelevant. 
You have to have you the tea if you to want start. to drive down the car, drive down the road, but you don't just grind it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so there are types of meditation, specifically japa meditation, where you are focusing on a mantra. The, you know, in Kundalini, sometimes you're chanting mantras. Mm-hmm. And so there are different types of mantras that are used in different ways. In Ziva, it's all about letting go. It's all about surrender. It's all about this deep healing rest, which is really just allowing your body to heal in the way that it knows how to heal yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Body knows what it's doing. Nature knows what it's doing. We just have to give it- Let the, it happen. Mm-hmm, give it the tools. I also think two pieces of advice that you've given that I've repeated on my stories and for me have helped a lot is I think a lot of people feel, I mean, I know this because I get a lot of DMs being like, I haven't tried, med- I suck at meditating or like, I don't know what to do. I know I'm going to be bad at it. And like what you said, there's no being good at meditating. There's You should have no agenda for your meditation mm-hmm. and no goal. It's just like there's no comparison between different meditations. There's no good or bad. It's just, it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps me a lot as someone who is such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, but last time I was in a deeper state of mind. Why didn't that happen this time? Yeah. Um, so letting go of that has been huge for me. Good. And then also the boomerang that you've said. Was it you that said this or was it someone else? I oh, think it was you. About the. Um... Like if thoughts are coming. Was it not you? Well, the boomerang analogy is the um, mirror neurons. So like what I'll say sometimes, Mm -hmm. there's no way I came up with this, is that if like, you know, I'm repeating my mantra, a thought comes in, Mm -hmm. it's like you acknowledge it. Like it's like the, it's the guest of honor. Mm -hmm. So maybe I just said boomerang part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what you taught was that there's a party Mm -hmm. and there's like the person of, what's the Guest of honor. Guest of honor, Mm -hmm. which is your mantra. And so- you would obviously want to spend time with the guest of honor and pay attention to him or her, your mantra. And you don't just shut the door on other guests trying to get to the party. You welcome them, you say hello, and then you go back to the guest of honor. Mm-hmm. So for me, the visual I guess I've added is a boomerang where it's like a thought comes in, you acknowledge it, you're not like, get the hell out of here. And in my, you, no one can see this, but I'm kind of like doing a circle around my head. It comes in the right side and you're like, okay, yes, okay. It, you know, whether it's, oh my God, I have to walk the dog or shit, I have all these things to do. It's like, yes, okay, I'll do them later and let it go at the left side and go back to like the mantra. Mm. So all of that is beautiful and well remembered on the party analogy. Thanks. Um, really. <laughs> you can tell I, I repeated all of this a lot on here. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the reason why people are DMing you and saying, oh my God, yes. I, I suck at meditation. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to be bad at it. I actually dedicated my whole book to, it's dedicated to anyone who feels like a meditation failure. You are not a meditation failure. You just haven't been taught yet. Mm-hmm. This book will teach you. I love you know, that. Like Ziva That's will great. teach you. Because the thing is because meditation is simple mm-hmm. we think we should already know how to do it it's yes. like it's like the day on 10th grade everyone learned meditation we were sick that day so now we just pretend that we know <laughs> yes. what it is and like oh i'm just gonna clear my mind right mm-hmm. and so if you're judging yourself as to whether or not you can meditate based on how good you are at clearing your mind you will always feel like a failure and mm-hmm. none of us will do anything for very long that we feel like we're failing at so the good news here and everybody listen up instead of dming right yeah. just listen up right now you are not a meditation failure if you can't clear your mind. The mind thinks involuntarily, mm-hmm. just like the heart beats involuntarily. Yeah, do the sleep and the, the thing that you were talking about when we were students. I mm-hmm. clearly remembered a lot. It really hit me. Yeah. But it's like your brain and your body can't go off at once. Yes. So a lot of us like a think... that you did it with. Yeah. So let's say that 
Well, first we have to understand what happens to the body when mm-hmm. we get stressed, which is comes from um, predatory attacks. You know, if it's 10,000 years ago, mm-hmm. you're fighting or hunting and gathering in the woods, bear or tiger jumps out to kill you, your body's going to launch into a serious cap of chemical reactions to keep you alive. Yep. That's what the fight or flight stress reaction is for. The unfortunate side effects of that is, you know, acid gets dumped into our stomach to shut down digestion. That acid seeps under our skin so we don't taste very good, which prematurely ages us. Our bladder and bowels evacuate. The acid in our digestion can lead to IBS. Our fertility goes to the back burner. Mm -hmm. Our immune system goes to the back burner. Like, it's not cute. The chronic fight or flight thing is not Not cute. cute. And I Um, looked in it because you just listed a lot of things I struggled with. (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Now, if you want to talk about the sleep thing, so basically, if you're trying to access some floaty, magical, vibrating, I'm floating around the room state mm-hmm. of consciousness when you're meditating. If you're meditating for the point of having a clear mind or feeling great while you're meditating, then you then go do some drugs, smoke some pot, yeah. take some mushrooms. There's lots of things you can do to mm-hmm. change your state of consciousness dramatically for a short period of time. Unfortunately, when you go back to sobriety, oftentimes those things do not usher you into higher states of consciousness. Now, with the exception being of therapeutically guided um, psychedelic, which which I know there's a ton mm-hmm. of research on, but that is a very specific use case. Yeah. Um, I do think that that can be very, very I'm healing. I'm really interested in that. I'm, tr- I'm doing it on January 4th. You are? Yeah, I'll report back. We could do oh my God, please another do. podcast. I'm really interested in mushrooms. Have you ever done them? No, and I really want to. I've done them a decent amount. I've yeah. done them, but mostly recreationally. I've never done it therapeutically. Yeah, well, I'd be recreationally doing them. Um, but I think even recreationally, if you have the right intention and with the right people and under the right well, circumstances. It's I, like I need to be in a room like can I come here I need to be here basically rent out Ziva (laughs) Um, but I think recreationally is one thing but therapeutic usage is a very specific thing Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing I'm not going to say that publicly but I'll be doing a a schedule one (laughs) illegal narcotic yeah exactly (laughs) here's my legal address call my lawyers yeah Um, so anyway I will report back though on how I would love to hear that um Okay. So, but what we're talking about is if the, if you're trying to go into meditation to change your state of consciousness or Mm -hmm. to feel good or to really be in a state during the sitting, then it's no better than drugs or Netflix or Mm -hmm. wine or TV. If you're meditating to get good at life, right, then it's, then we want to be judging it by the accurate gauge. So the thing you were asking about, about sleep and meditation, Mm -hmm. a lot of people come to me, they're like, all right, Emily, I brought you fruit and flowers. I rearranged my whole schedule. I've wrote Mm -hmm. you a hundred checks. Also, I can get this magical mantra thing. This thing better transport me into a cosmic abyss of black hole nothingness. You do have an ASMR voice. I do. (laughs) (laughs) We get a lot of ASMR requests. Um, But the thing is, you've already been in that state of cosmic Mm -hmm. black hole nothingness and it's called blackout sleep. Mm -hmm. And sleep is a different kind of consciousness than meditation. So in sleep, and you know this because if you've ever watched someone as they fall asleep, in the beginning their breathing is normal, but when they click over into sleep state, their breathing changes. And suddenly it's... Mm -hmm. Is that ASMR? Do people do snoring on it? Maybe. I don't know. It's like a lot of the nail clicking. Yeah, gross. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Is it like a sexual thing? Are people listening to it for sexual purposes? No, I literally think it turns on like a state of euphoria in their brains. It's crazy. It like taps into, I I don't know why it happens to some and not others, but it really like taps into this abyss. Wow. I wish I had it and I would just listen to it all the time. (laughs) For me, I'm like, why am I watching these women like take down these lobster claws? Like they do weird eating ones. Not for me. 
Okay, I, I have a whole rabbit hole to go down because we get enough oh, requests yeah. oh that I God, really have to look I into need it. To learn there are some more. Instagram accounts of these women who like eat these crazy things. Honey is a big one, like um, the stickiness. Yeah, and, and like the crunchiness of honeycomb. Um, this one woman does crab law, crab like legs. There's a lot of like acrylic nails on a microphone. Some of them are interesting to me. The food ones like just kind of gross me out. Mm. Wow. All right. Okay. So back to the bear. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So if you're watching someone fall asleep, their brain clicks over into sleep state mm-hmm. and suddenly their breathing changes. It, it revs quite high. Mm-hmm. And we need that to happen because if your brain is in blackout sleep, your blood and heart and lungs need to be oxygenated so that if that bear comes in, you're, you're ready, ready to, to launch into fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Now the exact opposite happens when we're meditating. When we're meditating, metabolic rate decreases. That is the rate with which the body consumes oxygen. It is not really your fat burning capabilities. Mm-hmm. So your breathing slows. Your heart rate slows and your body temperature cools. Nature will not let you rest that deeply physically and be in blackout sleep mentally at the same time because then you'd be an evolutionary liability. Bear mm-hmm. comes in by the time you wake up mentally. You're yeah, you're, you're bear snacks. So basically one or the other has to be on guard. Sleeping, brain is chilling, body's on guard. In meditation, body is chilling, brain is on guard. Mm-hmm. So this should also be good news for meditation failures out there. Exactly. This, this means is what helped me. If you're hearing things, you hear the siren, you're in a construction zone, mm-hmm. you're, you're meditating at your office, your kids are screaming in the next room. Meditation is not going to make you deaf. Yeah. Like I know everything that's going on. Yeah. I meditate in the first thing in the morning and my mm-hmm. husband is like getting up, getting ready, whatever. And like sometimes he'll even, he calls it like, oh, are you going under? That's his like term for <laughs> I me love meditating. It. I like it. Um, but he, like sometimes he'll be like, okay, bye. I love you. And like, speak to me. And I hear him. Like yeah. I tell him, I'm like, I hear whatever you're doing. Yeah. I'm just not really going to respond. Yeah. And my husband will come in and like kiss me goodbye, which P.S. my husband like never kisses me goodbye. Yeah, and same. So, Joe does that like yeah. only when I'm meditating. Yes. No. Only when I'm meditating. I'm like, babe, like the other 90% of yeah. the day, like you couldn't kiss me goodbye. Just only in the meditation, yes. which is mildly annoying. But the cool thing is that this is not a monk practice. This is mm-hmm. made for people like us, people with busy minds and busy lives, people with partners and kids and jobs yeah. and stuff to do. And that's one of the reasons why it actually gives you this return on your time investment. Cause it's, it's not monk meditation. It's mm-hmm. not just the state change. It's the trait change so for the time you're investing you're getting more time back and you don't have to be in a chamber of deaf dumb and blindness in order to do it and can you go back we were talking about the three keys of the three abs of ziva but we didn't really touch on the manifestations so do Mm -hmm. you mind just to teach us a little bit about that yeah so manifesting is consciously creating a life you love that's the Mm -hmm. simplest definition and it is simple but i'm shocked at how infrequently people are doing this yeah and, and to me, manifesting is just how much money do I want to make this year? Mm-hmm. How many times a week would I like to have sex? Mm-hmm. What does my dream friend group look like? What's my dream vacation? How, uh, what do I want my legacy to be? Mm-hmm. And instead we're asking questions like, why does she have a boyfriend and I don't? Why does she have more Instagram Always. followers than me? Why can't I lose trap. this weight? Mm-hmm. Why did he get a raise and I didn't? And if you ask shitty questions, you're going to get shitty answers. And so instead of asking all those questions, we use this beautiful sacred time at the end of the meditation where the right and left hemispheres of the brain are functioning in unison. And we start to ask really great questions like mm-hmm. those that I just mentioned. And so then you're planting very high quality seeds for the future but you're planting them in the present moment and then the trick to manifesting if there is one is imagining your dream as if it's happening now imagining your dream as if it is your current reality Mm -hmm. instead of what a lot of us are doing is that we think we're manifesting we think we're praying but Mm -hmm. we're accidentally complaining yes 
you know, and then we're worshiping the space between where we are and where we think we should be, Mm -hmm. which is the definition of stress. Yes. And do you, I'm sure you know who this is, but Gabby Bernstein, Mm -hmm. I'm listening to her book, Soul Attractor on Audible. Super Attractor. Super Attractor. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And clearly I can't remember book titles. (laughs) And at one point she mentions the idea of like a manic manifester. Yep. And I was like, that's me. Like I do that. I do that exact thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've really tried to pay attention of how I'm manifesting based off of obviously what I learned here and also just reading this book of how am I manifesting in a way that's creating positive outcomes versus like living in that negative space, which I think a lot of us are doing. So the the deal with manifesting is that it's really 50-50. It's mm-hmm. 50% individuality and it's 50% totality. And if you don't have a way to tap into the totality, if you don't have a way to access the other 50% of your brain, which is the right brain, mm-hmm. which most of us are operating exclusively left brain, individuality, ego, executive mm-hmm. function. And if you've been doing that for a very long time, and especially if you're a high achiever, then to then move into more of an esoteric or trusting, surrendering practice of manifesting, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I just think I have to do it all myself. If I don't do it, it won't get done. If no good That's deed goes life. unpunished. Yep. Right. And so we have to start to practice this idea of letting go, this idea of placing the order with the cosmic waitress at the cosmic restaurant and then trusting her to do her job. Mm-hmm. Because if you try, if you place the order with the waitress and then you go back into the kitchen and make the meal yourself <laughs> and also bust your table, you're going to get kicked out of the restaurant. That's and, a really good analogy. And maybe taken to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Would you be willing to share what you're currently manifesting? Yeah. Ooh, am I? Okay. Well, I'll just, I'll say that it one. It doesn't have to be specific. I'll say that one thing that I've been manifesting for a really long time, like just happened on Saturday. <gasps> That's so exciting. And it was massive and like so exciting and makes me want to cry. Career wise? No, it was personal. Amazing. Yeah. It Congratulations. Was, it was a really, really big one. Um, yeah, it was really big. Uh, and so now what am I manifesting? See, this is interesting because it, the thing about manifesting is that it's best practice if every time you do it, you ask the question, what would I love what right I, now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the dream right now? Because if you do the exact same thing every day, twice a day, you're going to start to get into manic manifesting yes. and death gripping. I call it the, the, the yeah. death grip manifester, mm-hmm. which is really just not trusting nature. So you're either not trusting nature enough or you're not trusting yourself enough. There's yeah. really only two flavors of messing mm-hmm. it up. Um, and so sometimes you, a fun exercise is you can write um, your gratitude list for now and you can write your future gratitude list. Interesting. So you're like, like oh, I'm so grateful for the fact that I was on this podcast and I was so grateful mm-hmm for my boyfriend say goodbye to me this morning and I'm so grateful for my son. And then you write the future gratitude list. I'm so grateful that my book was a New York Times number one bestseller. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for my second book. I'm so, you know, I'm so grateful yep. for the million dollar vacation, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So you're, you're getting yourself in the feeling space as if it's happening now. I like that a lot. Also, according to the Vedas, which I think is a very advanced way of thinking about manifesting, mm-hmm. manifestation precedes desire. Which okay. means that your dream is already on the way to you or and you, you wouldn't even it. want it. No, you know it because oh. you have the desire. But the question okay. is, why do I even have the desire? Mm-hmm. And according to the Vedas, you have the desire because the manifestation is already on the way. Your dreams are different from my dreams. Yeah. The only time they get vague and 
similar is when we all, when we're in lack and greed, Mm -hmm. I need more money, more followers, more. That's that uh, I'll be happy when syndrome, which is addiction. Oh, I know it all too well. Yeah. But if we're out of addiction and we're actually able to listen to the intuitive desires versus Mm -hmm. the addictive longings, then they're all unique. They're all different. And then it becomes nature's way of cueing us as to how nature wants to use us to deliver our fulfillment and not where we need to go to fill ourselves up. Mm -hmm. And if you are doing that and you're doing the meditation, which you are, which you kick it up to twice a day, it'll really help with this. I know, I know, I know. Um, It's not 2x better. It's 10x better. It's Mm -hmm. even more than that better. But if you're actually doing it twice a day, then you start to realize that every day, twice a day, I'm flooding my own brain and body with dopamine and serotonin. I am accessing my fulfillment internally. Mm -hmm. So my desires cannot be an indicator of where I need to go to fill myself up because I've already accessed that fulfillment internally. And then we can use our desires for what they actually are, which is nature's GPS. It's nature cueing you as to where it wants to use you for you to go and deliver your gifts. I need to hear you speak to me like every morning, if you don't mind. Sure thing. (laughs) Can I just have you on speed dial? That'll be my podcast. Yeah, for real. I actually am thinking about doing a one minute podcast. You should. Just every day, one minute. Why not? Why not? It won't take you more than a minute, really. (laughs) Well. Honestly. Yeah. um, I really, I like that idea. Okay. And I will say. Then here's me. I'll be like, here's my one minute and then I'll go for 45. (laughs) But whatever, whatever, then more the better for the rest of us. Um, so for people who are listening and are now like hooked on every word you say, like I was, if they live in New York, but can't afford the live class or they don't live in New York or LA, you do them also, mm-hmm. right? Um, there is the online course. Mm-hmm. I will say that my, so my sister ended up doing the live, loved it. And my parents did the online course in last oh my god it was a year almost a year ago and it made me so happy like I can't explain how happy it makes me when people close to my life begin meditating because it's done so much for me and so they did the online course and I remember we were all in Florida when they were doing it and my dad had just left his job and was kind of taking the year to figure out what he wanted to do next and they would like wake up do the class and then they would meditate together on the sofas in the living room and then I would like wake up in the morning and they'd just be out there meditating already and then I'd sit on the other couch and meditate and I was like this is just one big happy family so cute Um, but and my husband has recently started I'm thinking about getting him Ziva online as a I hope he's not listening but as a birthday present surprise Um, because he's been doing I forget if it's Headspace or Calm an app, which I'm all for him beginning in that way. Like it was an easy way. Gateway drug. A year and a half for me trying to convince him that it would help him. But again, you can't convince someone to do something. Mm -hmm. They have to want to meditate. Um, And I think it's, I've told, I've told him it's the best thing he's ever done for me. It's Mm. nothing has ever made me happier than Mm. when he's like, okay, I'm going to go meditate. I feel you on that. Like it it is just, I texted my girlfriends that we have a group chat with the, and Lauren and then the three girls who have done this and I texted them being like I'm so obsessed with Joe right now because he got home from a boys weekend and I was sitting in the apartment and he was like oh shoot I just realized I didn't meditate this morning I'm gonna go in the other room and meditate and I was like oh okay and then I had a live podcast and he like couldn't make it because he had basketball and he was like, you're going to do such a great job tonight. I've been manifesting it for you. Oh, I was my, like, God. oh my God. Oh I my God. I was like, you're even using it in the right 
verbiage. Oh, oh my so God. So he makes fun of me that he thinks I always like pick on him on here. So this is my praise of you. Good job. Um, it's the sexiest. Listen it up, really fellas. Is. Listen up. It is. There's really nothing sexier you could say to your partner than like, I'm going to go meditate yeah. right now. I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Um, and to your point, you can't make people meditate, but you can you be like, hey, this I'm going to meditate. Would you like to join yes. me? Yes. Or like, this is how it's helped me because, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people like myself and like my husband that, and my parents need tangible assets. And so providing them exact examples for me of like, this is how I've really realized I react differently. And since Joe's began meditating, there have been, or manifest, you know, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Um, there have been moments where he's reacted a certain way and I've kind of a little bit after the fact been like, I just want to applaud you for the way you handled that because that would not have been how you handled it two months ago. Yeah. Like there are changes happening. Yeah. And it's very visible from an outsider's perspective. Great. Um, Way to celebrate those successes. Yes. I'm like, you know, I, I, you have to. Fan the flame. Fan stuff. the flame. Yeah, exactly. So for the people listening that are now interested, can you just give a brief description of what the online course is? Mm-hmm. So it's called Ziva Online and it's only 15 minutes a day for 15 days. So it's mm-hmm. totally doable time-wise. It is a matriculation. The first three days you learn the mindfulness. Days four through 13, you learn the meditation. And days 13 through 15, you learn the manifesting. So it's designed okay. to make you self-sufficient, just like the life course that you mm-hmm. took. It's like you do the training and then you have the tools to take with you for yeah. life. And you don't just get 15 days of access. You can keep the training for six months and you also get monthly coaching calls with me. So once you graduate from the course, you can get your personal questions answered for me every month. Oh, cool. um, there's a beautiful online community with thousands and thousands of meditators mm-hmm. from all around the world. And I'm in there every day. My team is in there every day. And we have a team of amazing longtime meditators that are there for support. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of it. It's it's good. You know, the average online course completion rate is 3%. Really? Yeah, it's shocking. Shockingly low. It's what, people just buy these things and yep, don't finish them? They just buy them? things and don't finish them. Ziva Online has a 70% completion rate. That's amazing. Which is astounding. But also, like, who the hell are these 30 percent Exactly. <laughs> like, that's, like, what's like, your excuse problem? Excuse me. You don't know what you're missing. Well, um, agreed. But agreed. that's amazing. Um, but it's 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 unheard of. No one has yeah. a seventy percent completion rate in the online space. So I'm really proud of that. And I think it speaks to the value of the course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for for the live and the online, you know, we never want money to be the reason that people don't learn. I mean, mm-hmm. it is worth its weight in gold. We do exit surveys where people are, where we say, how much money would it cost you to stop meditating? And the average answer oh is nine hundred and seventy five million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> because as, as you know, it's it's like once you get once you see how good life can be, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm not willing to go back to insomnia and overwhelm and anxiety and yeah, stress. It's just not worth it. And if it even makes you 15% better at your job, like what's that worth to you? Mm-hmm. How much money are you spending on anti-anxiety and antidepressants and coffee and pot and yeah. booze and therapy and acupuncture? It's like, what if just you could be self-sufficient mm-hmm. for all that stuff? I, unfortunately, I do spend still a lot of money on all of those things, but I agree. <laughs> Um, but just less. You just have a cheaper date, really. Yeah. Um, so anyway, people can access um, all of this stuff at zivameditation.com. And it'll all be in the show notes for That's anyone right. listening. Yeah, so Z-I-V-A. And mm-hmm. where do you see Ziva going in the future? Like, mm. what are your goals? Well, our big thing for 2020 is Ziva Kids. So we're creating a kids course awesome. right now, which I'm so stoked about. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, we're just deep in research and development. Mm. Um, and so that's a big one. And then, you know, I want to be leading stadiums full of Hell people. Hell yeah, you uh, should 50, be. 50,000, 70,000 people. Have I you done be, a TED Talk? 
I have been in, I've been invited to do TEDx's. I've been kind of okay. arrogant and waiting for TED main stage. Okay. Uh, but I should probably just do TEDx. Either one would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, and I want to, um, we're sort of just start what? We, <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. We just started working on book two, which is thrilling, awesome. which is likely going to be about manifesting. Very cool. And I want to, I want to work with Oprah in some capacity. I know I'm not alone in that desire, mm-hmm. but I want to be under that tree on her Oprah super soul series. Hell yeah. And I also want to work with uh, Starbucks. Really? Yeah. I see like Ziva, the real play for Starbucks right now is real estate. They have so much mm-hmm. real estate so much. and it's packed in the mornings and it's empty in the afternoons. So True. what if there's like a Ziva tea blend or something and a sustainable cup with no plastics and people yeah. come in and they get to get like a Ziva performance, a guided visualization and they just sit down and have their tea and listen That's in smart. the space. I think that could be really cool. I'd love to be in hotels. So there's like Ziva sleeps yeah, happening in hotels. Airlines? Yeah, I'm, I've pitched Delta. If you're listening, Delta. Yeah, Delta, um, come on. A jet My blue. husband's a Delta, like, addict. He screams at me if I fly anything other than Delta. Or JetBlue. Like, I'd love to have Ziva in the in-flight entertainment. Mm-hmm. I think that would be great. Because we, we have... I it mean, makes sense. It can eradicate jet lag. I mean, P.S., if you travel a lot, Ziva That's should be number one. That's why I got my one. dad to do it. Oh, really? You sold yeah. him on the jet lag piece? Mm-hmm. It's a game changer. Yeah, I sold him on that. I was like, no, dad, seriously, this will help you. Mm-hmm. Um. I think those are all amazing things. I'll keep brainstorming once as well. I'm like, where could Ziva be? Mm -hmm. And what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Mm. The ability to communicate high level esoteric information in a way that is accessible and attractive. Totally agree. 110%. It's really impressive. Thanks, dude. Um, And then to close, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could sit here for hours. And we haven't talked anything about food. So my last question is, what would be the three ways to your heart through food? It can be as general or specific as you please. Well, it's so hard. I know. It's so interesting because my husband does not cook at all. And so it's just not his love language. Mm-hmm. Like he does taxes and sales tax. And yeah. like that's his way of expressing <laughs> love for me, which is things if I was Fair. locked in a jail sale, I would never do what he does logistically. Yeah. Um, but I used to be a pastry chef. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. When I was like 15. Still. And But I we used to make these better than sex brownies. Yum. And they were delicious. And I remember people watching people's face when I would make them and having them eat them. That was mm-hmm. great. But if you can make like really delicious, gluten-free, refined, sugar-free, organic, farm-fresh food, mm-hmm. and it tastes amazing, like I'm going to fall in love with you. As a matter yes. of fact... On Saturday, I just threw a holiday party at my beautiful new apartment, and my friend Dave Cornell, who is a masterful chef, please follow him, mm-hmm. Dave Cornell, Chef Dave Cornell, um, he has just started these things called Grateful Dinners, and he walks you through each course, where, and the first thing you start with is oysters, because they're alive until you open the yeah. shell. So it's one of the most alive things you can eat. That's why mm-hmm. we use them as aphrodisiacs, because it's increasing your life force. And so he talks through all the courses and and the amount of time and energy and sunshine and land that it takes to create the food. And if you, so when you're eating, if you just think about the journey Mm -hmm. from the soil to the land, to the sunshine, to the farmer, to the transport. Yeah. And then actually savoring each moment of the food. It's all, that's, that's the way to my heart. I love that. Mm -hmm. That has yet to be one of the answers. So thank you. Oh, all right. And then I have a question, just nosy me, and I don't know if you can share this, but who is like the most 
well-known person that you've taught that you can publicly say you've taught? <laughs> Is there anyone? I don't know if people like give you permission for this shit, but I feel well, it like it some, pe- some, some people like, really don't. Well-renowned people. Uh, I mean, so I've taught a lot of people that I, I would prefer to keep private, but I, I think, so I taught Jenna Dewan, um, who used to be married to Channing Tatum. And, sh- but so I taught Channing Tatum as well. And so I think that the, the funny Those story there, pretty cool people. yeah. Um, <laughs> but Chan, I think Channing's probably one of the more famous, I mean, he, although he's been a little under the radar as yeah, of late. Yeah, but he's still, like, everyone knows him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, he, I taught him right when Magic Mike, the first Magic Mike, was coming <laughs> out. And so um, I'm staying in their guest house in yeah. the Hollywood Hills, and my husband is at home, and the, the trailers for Magic oh Mike are he's coming like, out. Get the hell home. No, Get the, home the right now. The trailers are literally like, <laughs> ladies, in three days, your boyfriend will seem inadequate. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like, um, babe, how's it going? <laughs> I'm sorry, whose house did you say you're staying in? You come home now. I don't care how, what you're getting paid. Yeah. Get on flight. And we were like just doing, we were just going paleo. And he was texting me and he's like, oh, I was looking up hunk in the paleo cookbook. You should definitely limit your intake. <laughs> I was like, oh, babe, is that you being jealous? And he was like, oh look, if God, I'm not jealous so now, then yeah. you don't stand a chance. Exactly. Like, Fair. Fair. Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Mm. Um, you are a pleasure and like an aura of just energy that's really remarkable. So I appreciate everything you've done for me, whether you know it or not. And I appreciate you being on the show. Well, now I know it. So thank you for sharing it. And thank you <laughs> for so talking welcome. about it. You're so welcome. And everything will be in the show notes for anyone who is interested in learning more about Ziva and being a student. Get up in there. Yeah, seriously. Thanks. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.